Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello again, everybody. It is once again time for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode number 388. And I'm your host, Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of themainland.com. That's a website, an independent one, in fact, that covers Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city. Beautiful. And joining me, as he always does from Tallahassee, Florida, or at least he often does. Sometimes he joins me from elsewhere. Uh, David Rowe, my co-host, is with me. Dave, how you doing? Pretty good, Michael. Uh, you know, rainy, cool weather, which is a nice change for those of us that live in the Sunshine State. It's a change from rainy, hot weather. You're correct. Exactly. <laughs> uh, good. I'm. Uh, I. I literally just walked in my house from the gym. I'm convinced that the trainer who uh, designed my personal workout program is trying to kill me, and uh, I will try. That's to, what they do. I try to get through this. Uh, I'm. My legs still hurt from Monday, and I'm. I'm certain that today was uh, chest and shoulder day. I, I'm sure those will still hurt on Friday. So, uh, yeah. It was a big step up from the first six weeks. It was like, wait a minute, what's all this extra stuff? This is a lot of extra stuff. I guess that's what you do. You're like, well, sir, you've improved. Yeah. But I'm I'm not freaking Superman. <laughs> I'm not uh, not that. Anyway, uh, Dave, we now know who Orlando City will play in the Eastern Conference semifinals of the Major League Soccer playoffs. We do indeed, and it's actually the team that you and I both said uh, last week that we would prefer, so good? Yeah, because the main thing is, by getting to this stage, uh, Atlanta did not get to this stage. Miami did not get to this stage, so bragging rights. Bragging rights indeed, sir. Yeah, so it is the Columbus Crew, a team that has been a feisty opponent for the the lions over the years, mostly in the first few years of the team's MLS existence. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can maybe thank Kai Kamara for some of that. You most certainly can. And uh, it it has been a little bit more congenial, I guess uh, in recent years, but this, these are teams that are going to uh, know each other very well. They play each other at least twice every single season. Orlando has also met, the crew in the U S open cup. And, uh, it it is a, 
a hotly contested series. And uh, I think this is going to be an interesting matchup. The The main thing that we do need to note is that, um, you know, that we're not going to be given our, our score predictions this week. We'll do that next week because the, the game's not till the 25th, Dave. Yeah, it's still a good uh, week and a half off. So, <laughs> so the main thing that we should probably note is that Orlando City is going to have to score some goals because Columbus is the highest scoring team in the league. They are indeed the highest scoring team in the league. But as you and I were talking in our internal Slack, um, yes, they score a lot of goals, but Orlando's done good against them this year. Uh, the two matchups was a uh, first a uh, 2-2 draw at Columbus. Um, and then there was the 4-3 win in Exploria with Enrique uh, getting a brace. So I think we all remember that uh, one shining moment from uh, him. Yeah, this uh, both of those games were cardiac cats games. The uh, the Lions tied the game in Columbus after falling behind two nil uh, in the first uh, by halftime. They gave up the second goal in first half stoppage times. So that's always a killer. Uh, Erchan Kara, remember Erchan Kara? Oh wow, yeah, I do. He scored a goal in the 49th minute, and then Duncan McGuire in the 92nd off the top rope uh, with the. Uh, with the elbow and he ties it at two, two. And uh, as you mentioned, that was back on May 13th. And then the teams met again, fairly recently in Orlando, September 16th. In fact, a uh, late birthday present for me from the lions who once again, Dave fell behind by multiple goals. And once again, uh, left it for late and the cardiac cats came back. Uh, this one was a little bit more back and forth in that uh, Julian Gressel scored early, um, it was one nil at the half, pretty tame score. Martino Heda came right out of the break and tied the thing up. Uh, Diego Rossi then got a goal, uh, only eight minutes later to, uh, to put Columbus back on top. Cucho Hernandez then scored in the 68th. Things looked bad in, uh, in the 68th minute when it was three, one, but Facundo Torres got the, gave the team a lifeline in minute 73. And then you mentioned Ramiro Enrique. He had some late heroics off a couple of, uh, bouncing around balls in the box and he managed to be the first one to both of them scored in the 86th to tie it. And then the 97th, essentially the last kick of the game, cardiac cats win that one four three three uh, back on September 16th. And uh, at that time, that was, it was big because the lions were coming off that big emotional road win at Cincinnati, mm -hmm. but there was a little bit of a lull in between there. there were, there were two weeks in between those two games. So a little bit of a layoff, and, uh, and I know that a lot of people are a little bit concerned about the layoff between games for Orlando here, but it's not going to be that many more days off than Columbus. Columbus played more recently, mainly because they had to go to a third and deciding game against Atlanta. Correct. And and look, uh, just a, a quick mention, that 4-3 uh, victory at Exploria was one of the more exciting matches of the season in all of MLS. Not of just any for season. Of any season, and not just not just for Orlando City, but and certainly in this season for all of MLS. But um, but yeah, you're right. I, look, there's anytime you have time off like that, there's there's always the conundrum. Okay, guys are able to get you know if they got a knock, they're able to work through it. They're able to get rested a little bit. It's been a long season, but then you also have the idea of okay, yeah, but they were informed. They you know you had you know five results in a row or, uh, to end the season. And then you had the two wins in the, in the postseason, And, and so you're like, Oh, you know, they're, they're doing good. Let's keep going. Both of those things are true at the same time. And both of them also don't matter at the same time. It, it really, it, it's, it's, it's gonna, what's going to be is going to be. And I know that sounds very, you know, okay, whatever, Dave, um, <laughs> But, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's just how it's going to, it's just how it's going to have to go. And, and where I come down is belief in Oscar Perea and this team and their willingness to deal with a break and get back into it and just play their, the way they play. I guess the good thing is they've had quite a few of these weird long breaks in recent weeks. So yeah. they may be used to it by now. And you know, nothing really seems too much to phase this team. Um, which is a, an interesting and and uh, a good trait to have. Yes, it's uh, welcome. Yeah, very welcome. It, 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 it never seems to be anything in particular that phases this team. They just they just go out and 
be who they are. And sometimes that's a frustrating thing, but sometimes, uh, it, it, I mean, it's been a successful thing this year. I mean, we would, we would love it if this team was going out and pasting teams five, nothing every game, but that's just not who the, that's not who the lions are. That's not who Oscar Pereja is. Um, they're a little more pragmatic. They just try to stick to their script and, and be themselves. And they're not a really prolific team. And, and again, I think this is one of those things we've talked about many times. It's a team that maybe isn't always playing its best lineup. They're just playing the lineup that has been working and has been uh, showing the most chemistry. I don't think that Oscar ever really found his best the jigsaw puzzle uh, configuration this year. No, no, probably not because, you know, you've got, uh, you know, players getting injured, Antonio Carlos going out and then, you know, Rodrigo Schlegel comes in and then Urshan cards up parts uh, is let go. And then, uh, then there's international breaks and yada, 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 all the kinds of stuff. But, you know, this is a team that was the absolute best down the stretch in MLS. Think about this in the last 14 matches, including the playoffs, They've only had one loss and two draws. Yeah. That's insane. And they've been pretty amazing at home ever since that loss to DC United uh, months ago. So uh, let's take a look at how these teams got here, Dave. The, uh, I mean, obviously Orlando city finished second in MLS second Eastern conference and in the entire league with a record of 18, seven and nine. Lions were nine, three, and five at home. And I remember very distinctly the the Oscar out crowd was very loud early in the season when the Lions were not getting home results, but they've they put a lot of home results together since then and uh, finished nine, three, and five at home in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh again, 18, 7, and 9 uh overall. So nine wins at home, nine wins on the road. A very even keeled team. Like I said. Nothing phases them, whether they're home or away. They kind of play the same way, and they they kind of have the same results. Uh, Columbus finished third in the uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, Orlando at 63 points. They were six points clear of Columbus, 57 points. Uh, the crew finished 16, 9, and 9. And um, much of that was at home. The crew were 12, 1, and 4 at home, Dave. So, just four, eight, and five on the road, and that's an encouraging uh, statistic. It, it is, since uh, as we've noted before, Orlando will be at home unless uh, Philadelphia Union is unable to take care of FC Cincinnati for us. But otherwise, uh, the Lions will be in Exploria, and I like I like the odds of that. I do like that as well, uh, and and quite frankly, if you can promise me today that Orlando gets to the next game, I don't care if they play at home or at Cincinnati. I don't either, but I'm still <laughs> going to be rooting for Philly. True. Uh, all right, so you know these teams know each other very well, as I mentioned. Uh, Columbus might be better as a team now than it was with Lucas Zellerion, which is kind of crazy to say, but they... I think the mixed results that Columbus had, uh, it seemed like when Lucas Zellerion left and they brought in Diego Rossi, he was more what they needed to get Cucho Hernandez going. And that's mm-hmm. when you talk about the Columbus crew, you have to talk about, you have to start and maybe even finish by talking about Cucho Hernandez, who finished with 16 goals and 11 assists. What a show off, Dave. Such a show off. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Uh, Lucas Zellerion finished second on the club in goals, despite the fact that he only played a little more than half the season, um, 20 games, and he scored 10 goals. Uh, but you look at, I mean, here's here's a guy, another, this is a perfect example. I think I mentioned this earlier in the year. Perfect example of one of those guys that I thought, man, if Orlando could get a guy with experience to play striker, experience in this league who's an accomplished striker and a, a veteran of MLS, uh, talking about Christian Ramirez, who scored eight goals and added four assists. That would have been a nice thing to have coming off the bench behind it, uh, Duncan McGuire. It would be, and it still would be again. And we will keep harping on this until somebody at the club listens to us and does <laughs> something about it. Uh, and of course, uh, a very good young player in Aiden Morris, uh, who has uh, gotten some look, 
looks from the uh, U.S. national team. Mm-hmm. This is a, a kid who has uh, has really blossomed this year. Played in thirty of the team's thirty four games, four goals, seven assists, and kind of is uh, is a little bit of that glue that they need in the in the middle of the field. And uh, their their big scorer from MLS Next Pro last year, Jason Russell Rowe, um, is. Uh, a guy who's uh, also contributed off the bench, four goals, three assists, does start sometimes. Of course, they have Darlington Nagby, one of the great central midfielders in MLS history. Um, mm-hmm. They I didn't even I mean, mentioned his name earlier, but Diego Rossi, very prolific, uh, very good passer. And, uh, and they've really done it offensively. That's kind of how Columbus has gotten here. They've done it with offense. They, like I mentioned, their highest scoring team in MLS. 67 goals this year. Quite a few goals there, five of which came against the Lions. It's just that uh, Orlando was able to score enough goals to kind of nip that in the bud and not have it bite them in the rear end. Yeah, it only cost Orlando two points in the season series. Uh, but uh, yeah, Orlando's been very good defensively, one of the top clubs in the league in terms of goals conceded, only 39, and five of those as you mentioned, to Columbus. So uh, I think the recipe is pretty clear. Don't give up four goals. Don't give up multiple goals. If they can hold Columbus to one, they've got a good chance to advance to the next round. Got a very good chance. Even if it's two, I still think they got a decent chance, but one would be better. Yeah. Now Columbus has leaked goals. They've given up 46 and that uh, it's not, that's not great of the teams that made the playoffs, Dave. Mm-hmm. Only Atlanta conceded more goals, 53. And that was the case, uh, <laughs> the previous match for them too. Yeah. And, and that, if you watched that series, it was true to form Columbus only lost one game at home all season. Um, so getting a draw there was probably pretty good for the lions. Uh, they dominated at home and they looked like a whole different team in Atlanta. And, and I know that the fake plastic grass can do that in the big crowd, but they've been bad on the road and, and they did not look good at all in the Atlanta in the game in Atlanta. In fact, that game was kind of a runaway. It was four one and, and Columbus pulled one back really late, but also uh, Atlanta missed a couple sitters in that game. They did. So ha ha. Um, of course, you also <laughs> meant the crew, not the lions. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. That was, that was, that series was exactly what you would expect from those two teams. Um, and you know, the reason that you and I both said that we would rather have the crew, despite the fact that they score a lot of goals is Atlanta scores a lot of goals and they're also a rival. And so then the emotions are higher and it's just, it's just an added element that we didn't need. Um, it's more congenial, as you said, uh, with Columbus. And so it can be a very, let's just go about our business type of match. Right. Like I like I said last week, if I could pick the outcome, the opponent would be different. I would rather beat Atlanta yes. than Columbus, but I would rather lose to Columbus than lose to Atlanta. Correct. And of course, we both would rather just beat whoever. Yeah. Three more games. Is that a lot to ask? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see if it is or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Dave, anything else you want to talk about with the crew in terms of, uh, you know, what what you think of them as uh, an opponent, what you think of their players, where you think the, the Lions will need to be sort of shored up from from the two regular season matches? Um, yeah, honestly, I look. The, the crew are a tough team. They finished third in the Eastern Conference. They have a lot of, of power in their attack. Um, they are a good team. That's why they finished where they did. That's why they're going to be meeting us in the conference semifinal. Um, it's a tough opponent. But honestly, everybody, when we started this playoff thing, everybody in the East was a tough opponent. Give me a Western Conference team, please. Um, <laughs> Careful what so, you wish for. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. But, you know, so it was, uh, well, actually, yes, please do give me one. Cause that means we make it to the final. That's true. Uh, um, but yeah, so, you know, whoever we got, it was, it was going to be tough. It just so happens that we got Nashville first. They were tough, but lines took care of business. Now we got Columbus, same thing. 
go in and take a care of business. We'll get into our matchups next week um, and our key, uh, you know, the, the the keys to victory type of thing. Um, it's, I believe in this team that Oscar has put together. I believe that they believe, which is way more important than if I believe. Okay. Uh, I should mention that one thing that we didn't mention is that the, the Eastern conference was completely chalk. Yeah. I mean, the, even going back to the eight, nine play in game, the eighth seed, New York Red Bulls beat Charlotte. And then the, the four remaining teams are one, two, three, four, Cincinnati, Orlando, yep. Columbus, and Philadelphia. So the, uh, the cream rose to the top in the Eastern conference, not quite as much in the Western conference. St. Louis got knocked off by the eight seeded uh, sporting Kansas city, Kansas city, of course, uh, defeated San Jose in the play in game. And then took care of business against St. Louis, uh, but elsewhere chalk Seattle, LAFC Houston. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost like uh teams are who they are. Indeed. It's almost like 34 games is enough to tell you which teams are better than other teams. <laughs> right. <almost. laughs> All right. Uh, well, Dave, it, we only really have one other order of business in this show. That's true. Uh, we have to, of course, talk. Uh, I shouldn't say talk. I should say answer the letters in our mailbag box. And uh, why don't we get to that right after this? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back, Dave. And of course... Uh, I lied. We have more than one thing to talk about. We we did want to mention that some of these players for Orlando City are not going to be quite as rusty because they're going to get some international games in. They are going to get some international games in. And that means that all we're really hoping for is that they do so without any injuries. Yeah, just come back healthy, guys. And, uh, you know, if Uruguay wants to sit Facundo Torres, that's fine with me. It's happened before. Yeah, they could do it again. Yeah. Give him something to come back with a chip on his shoulder about. That's what I'm saying. Yes, indeed. All right, Dave, why don't you tell our listeners who from Orlando City is off to represent their country? Well, as you mentioned, Facundo Torres will be off with uh, Uruguay. Um, Pedro Glese and Wilder Cartagena uh, will be with Peru. Um Young Abdi Salim uh, will be out there for Somalia. Um, And then Wilfredo Rivera uh, will be with Puerto Rico. Go Puerto Rico. My wife's Puerto Rican. Um, (laughs) Earning uh, those brownie points. Yes, it is. (laughs) Hey, look, it is. Puerto Rico is absolutely freaking beautiful. I love my time there. I can't wait to go back. Um, And then uh, you've got. Um, to hear Reed Brown, uh, in the, the Academy, he was called up to the U 17s, mm-hmm. um, for the United the, States, I might add for the U S yes, excuse me. Um, and then also, uh, Luca Maxim for the U 16s. And then of course, uh, Orlando city B's Nabi Kibinbuchi will be with Kenya. All right. And I believe, um, for Uruguay, Peru. And Somalia, not sure about Kenya. Those are all World Cup qualifiers. Yes, that sounds correct. So, um, yeah, good luck to all of the Lions uh, playing for their national teams. And now, Dave, would you like to uh, take a look inside the mailbag box? Well, Michael, 
I love the mailbag box. So yes, I would. Okay. Well, we're going to do that. We're going to open up our mail. We're going to read the questions, read who they're from, and we're going to answer them. That's what we do on every show. And if you would like to get involved, there's a few ways you can ask us anything here at the Mainland Podcast. You can ask us why season two of Welcome to Wrexham was so depressing so often. (laughs) You can ask us really anything. Uh, That's the beauty of Ask Us Anything. And uh, one of the ways you can do it is to email us at themainland at gmail.com. Another way is to hit us up on Twitter. At the Mainland is our Twitter account. Please add us at the Mainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC. Or you can go to themainland.com, click on the Mainland podcast page, and there's a form you can fill out to uh, send us a question. You just type in your name and your question, and we'll we'll get it, and we'll answer it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie here. I think that's my favorite way for the questions to come in because again, so last week was a little bit of anomaly. We haven't had a lot of Twitter questions lately because of course, Twitter is a uh, vast hellscape of all kinds of stuff. Um, but we had some last week and it was kind of nice. It was like almost old school days this week. We've reverted to form. Nothing in the Twitter, nothing in the Twitter, the Twitterati have abandoned us, Dave. Indeed they have, and we'll uh, we'll investigate in the offseason maybe a different uh, platform to have you guys yes. ask TMLPC. You could also use that same hashtag on Blue Sky, and we'll probably find it, but you have to add us on Blue Sky as well. Yes, and we're b- uh, both the mainland and myself are on there, and you can find us. Yeah, it's not that hard. All right, I'm going to open the Gmail then, because I know we got stuff in here. Excellent. Because uh, cause I looked. I cheated. <laughs> I, just, I just forgot which one was the first question that we that we didn't do last week. So I will I will tell you what. I'll start in reverse order. I usually try to go in the order they were submitted. But I'm going to have to go in reverse order so I know when to stop. Well, I, I don't know that it matters. It, it doesn't. It's just my OCD. Oh, okay. Well, then carry on. All right. Let's start with David Victor. Excellent friend of the pod, David Victor. What does he have excellent, to say? Excellent, very good friend of the pod from uh, David Victor says, hello, Michael and Dave. What will or should Marvel do in phase six of the MCU if they are indeed moving away from Jonathan Majors and the Kang Dynasty? They did announce the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. So where does that leave the movie? Thank you, David Victor. Uh, that leaves the movie as how they're going to phase out of that whole Kang thing, which I actually think they started to do in Loki. If you've been watching uh, season two, I haven't uh, even started it yet. <laughs> I haven't had time. Uh, well, I I'm trying not to give too many spoilers, but I mean, he's already talking about phasing out Kang. So there's stuff in Loki as well. Um, as the official comic nerd of the mainland podcast, uh, there are only about, you know, 60 years worth of stories that they can, they can pull from, uh, to do stuff, including secret wars, which has already been announced. So they can just change things to do the build up to that. There's the beyonder who actually would be a really cool way to lead into secret wars. Cause that's in the combo books who originally kind of set the whole thing up. There is, of course, the Kree Scroll War. Uh, there's um, Secret Invasion that they're doing, which we had the Nick Fury part, but they could do that bigger. There, I could go on and on and on and on. There are so many things that they can do that are not Kang. Yeah, well, I like the Secret Invasion show. I think it's pretty good. I look, I have yet to have any of it uh, movies. Or I, I know there's people that complain, oh, it's not so good. All right, whatever. We are in a golden age of superhero freaking movies. I don't care. I mean, I remember like the Captain America from like the seventies, like the movie, and it was like utterly horrible. And so was the mm-hmm. first Fantastic Four movie. Just so much badness, and it was just because the technology wasn't there. We have the technology to now, and yes, mm-hmm. could they do some of it better? Have they tried to do too much too quickly? Could they take a better approach to it? Absolutely. At the same time, I enjoyed. I I. Thoroughly enjoyed Loki season two. I enjoyed Miss Marvel. I enjoyed. I I love the Hawkeye miniseries so much. Oh yeah, that, that was great. It is now Christmas watching for me. Like we're coming up to the time every year where I'll watch Hawkeye several times because it takes place around Christmas. Yeah. It's kind of like Die Hard for me, and that yeah, 
it's Hawkeye, so maybe it's not technically Christmas, but it takes place during Christmas. So for me, it's Christmas. You just reminded me that I gotta I gotta make a mental note to uh to watch the Ted Lasso Christmas episode. Also a good example of a show that I watch every Christmas. Exactly. So that's yeah. well, I don't think I can add much to what you you put out there. Um David Victor, that was a good question. Thank you for that. I'm I'm of the opinion that if they really want to keep it going, you just change the actor. It's been done before. Yeah, they absolutely can. And it's really easy to explain because they have a whole multiverse thing. And it just so happens that, oh, in this multiverse, it's actually this guy. Done. Exactly. Or, you know, any number of accidents could befall Kang to alter his appearance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's freaking movies and comic books, people. You can write yourself as look, Michael and I are both writers. And while yes, most of our writing is not, you know, fiction in nature, it's not that hard to write yourself out of something. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the question. Uh, our next question was submitted by a form from the website. I love it. Laura Barnett has asked us, how do you think the break from our last game till the semifinals will affect the boys in the upcoming game? And we did, mentioned this a little bit earlier we kind of touched on it we didn't really dive into it but i think that once again this is not a notably longer layoff than what columbus had just a you know few days as a matter of a few days um i don't think it'll be a big deal i think that both teams will be kind of dealing with the same thing i like that columbus has to travel and orlando does not and i like the mental makeup of this team to just play who's in front of you wherever you're supposed to play them. I, I kind of don't think it's going to matter a whole lot. I think that the team won't be phased by the layoff. Uh, I'm hoping that some, some bumps and bruises are, you know, repaired uh, over this time and hopefully nobody picks up any new knocks on uh, international duty. So your, your last point there, that's exactly where I was going to go. I think that the, I think Oscar has this club and these players invested in what it is they're doing, who they are, how they play. And I don't want this to sound, this is not a negative. They go about it as this is their job. This is what they do. This is the work. And it's, it's just like you or I, or whoever's listening, going to work. Okay. This is my job. This is what I have to do. And so they go and do it. Now, obviously their job's a lot different than ours, but it's still the, the mentality is I'm going to do my job. I'm going to trust the person next to me to do their job. And we're just, we're going to go out and we're going to get it done. And I, Mm -hmm. because of that, it's like, aren't you refreshed when you get back from a vacation? So. Yeah, I am. So if, if you want to, if it makes you feel like, you know, we always hear these breaks and we're like, Oh no, they're going to come back. They're going to be rusty. It's not that long of a break. And just consider it a vacation and they're going to be nice and refreshed and they'll be able to refocus. It might take them 10 minutes, but after 10 minutes, you will see a focus team. And and again, the other team is is dealing with the same thing. The schedule is right. what the schedule is. We don't normally have, it seems like we just had an international break. Now we have another one. Um, we Didn't we have one like between the second to last and last regular season game? Yeah, that sounds right. And then we had another one here in between the first and second round. So yeah, it's they've all dealt with it before. They'll yep. deal with it again. Columbus has to deal with it. Columbus also has players playing for their national teams. So uh, I think I don't I don't expect it to be an issue. Now, if it turns out to be an issue and we're wrong, that'll be surprising. But uh, again, both teams have to deal with the same issue. And and you know we're coming to this with thirty six examples of what this team plays like including breaks yeah yeah all right uh we had a question from andrew de salvo dave excellent friend of the pod andrew de salvo what's he have to say uh he says i love the mailbag box because that's what andrew does he always puts that in his uh his subject line and it makes me smile every time you know why because he's a quality human being that's why <laughs> he has two questions that he would love us to weigh in on dave all right Number one, he says, my son, who just turned seven, asked me during the last match why the supporters section was once again yelling, you suck, Castle, every time a goal kick was taken. Any suggestions on what I should tell him? <laughs> um, so one <laughs> one thing that I used to tell my kids when, when they were young, and they're both grown men now, but um, like whenever it came to, and this is a little bit to the side, but 
when it came to cursing, like if I cursed, oh, dad, you said a bad word or whatever. I'm like, yes, but that's because I'm an adult. When you're 18, then you are allowed to say these words. And I'm talking to them when they were about that age, about seven. You're not allowed to say those words. Why? Because you're not an adult. Those are adult words. And that could be, that's an adult phrase. There you go. Um, Now, the reality is, is once they were 12 and 13 and they were around other kids and teenagers and they started doing it, I changed the rules. I was like, don't be dumb. You can do it around me. Don't do it around your grandparents. Don't do it at school. Mm. Uh, I personally don't know what Andrew DeSalvo is talking about because from where I sit, it sounds to me like when the supporters do that chant, they're saying your sock has holes. <laughs> they're just trying to alert the goalkeeper that he's got an equipment problem. Oh, well, that's very helpful of them. Yeah. I don't know why so many goalkeepers come into Exploria Stadium with holy socks. But I I don't know. I don't I don't know that they do. It's just that it's so intimidating there that they're shuffling around their feet and they create a hole. There you go. So there's a lot that you could use for your seven year old right there. Or you can make up something completely different. You can. But feel free to use that other thing that I did when it comes around to the whole cursing thing. Yeah. Second question from Andrew. uh, Supposing Orlando City does make it to the MLS Cup final. Is it already decided that the match will be an Exploria Stadium or could the match be played? at Camping World Stadium if that field was available. Mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, since it's our home field and <laughs> since the club owns Exploria Stadium and they do not own Camping World Stadium, it will be at Exploria Stadium. Um, it is definite that if they make it to the MLS Cup that it is a home match because of where they finished right. overall on MLS. Yeah, I don't see them going to Camping World. I mean, even if you could put 60,000 people in there, uh, you do have other th- problems. You've got, first of all, uh, fake plastic grass. Best reason not to do it. Uh, you've got to pay, you know, uh, a whole lot of money to to get that venue up and running and open and, and you know, on a for an event. Uh, it costs some money. But I agree. I think it'll be an exploratory stadium. I would rather have 20, 25,500 people who are diehards. Uh, many of them sitting in the exact seats that they sit in for their season tickets or standing as the case may be in the, yep. in the uh, supporter section. Uh, I think it's, it's only right to play that game. If it, if it comes to pass that MLS uh, or that Orlando is in MLS cup uh, in the final, that it should be played in Exploria stadium. It's in front of the cozy in the cozy confines of the purple palace with the supporters in the standing section, I just think it's appropriate. And I mean, they played one final there and won it. So uh, why screw with what works? And and again, if you just want a very uh, matter of fact reason, the club owns Exploria. They do not own Camping World. True. They will want it there because then they make more money. Yeah. Although, I mean, if you do put 60 or 70,000 people in the Citrus Bowl, you could offset that, but it's uh, it, it's it's a gamble. But then there's the cost, but then there's the yeah. cost. It's it's a gamble. I mean, even with the cost, so you, you take the extra money you make minus the cost, you may be able to, to make the same or more money. But, uh, but, yeah, but you lose you lose all the you lose all the media attention that Exploria Stadium then gets. You lose, you know, all the anything, you know, anytime it's mentioned in history books, blah, blah, blah. There's yeah. there's no reason. There's no really good reason for the club not to have an explorer. I I don't think there's any way they would, they would do it at camping world stadium. So, um, but I, so I think we're in agreement. All right. Thank you, Andrew, for the questions. Appreciate it. Good luck with the seven-year-old. Yep. Uh, we have a question here from Matthew Waldschmidt. Very good friend of the pod. Very good friend of the pod was Matthew Waldschmidt have to say. He asked, which is the more useful tool hammer screwdriver or pliers? I'm going to go with screwdriver. And the reason is multifaceted. First, um, depending on the screwdriver, you can still use it as a hammer if you're using the other end. Um, and while you can't use it as pliers, you still are then able to use it as a screwdriver. Plus, in Doctor Who, the tool that he chooses is a sonic screwdriver, not a sonic hammer and not a sonic sonic pliers. <laughs> so a little bit of a geek answer there, but so I'm going to go with bit. screwdriver. Um, right. So there you have it. 
Uh, I'm going to go with pliers. I just think they could, you can do more things with pliers and you can also use the uh, side of the pliers as a hammer. Um, hammer pretty much has one function. Um, it, it, if you have a claw hammer, it has two functions. <laughs> you, can, you can undo the thing you did wrong with the other end, uh, but that's basically all you get. Screwdriver. <laughs> if you have a Phillips head screwdriver, there's really only one true function for Phillips head screwdriver. And then you, and you can't even screw in a, a flathead screw. Uh, now, he, he didn't say what kind of screwdriver. So you can have say. one of those ones that has the multiple bits that you can change out. Well, it could be now, he didn't say like a, like, you know, one of those, uh, battery powered, uh, thing with all the attachments. He didn't say that. So I'm thinking of a regular screwdriver. I, I just think pliers have more functions. You can do a lot of things with pliers. I have done a lot of things with pliers and, um, you know, anything from tightening stuff to, uh, to, to prying stuff. Um, you could even, you could even put in a screw most of the way with a pair of pliers. So, uh, I think, I think pliers is what my answer will be. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Thank you, Matthew Waldschmidt for that, uh, question. That was unexpected. Uh, it, it wasn't, but I, more to the point, um, are you only allowed to have one tool at your house for some reason? Good God, man, get a tool chest and have multiples of all of them. <laughs> Uh, we do say people can ask us anything. So, I mean, this, th that was well within the boundaries. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's not <laughs> within the boundaries, but we also get to answer however we want. And my answer That's is, true. why not all three? <laughs> Por que no los tres? Por que no los tres? Uh, we got another question, uh, form submission from Laura Barnett. Oh, excellent. Uh, she says, hello to my favorite podcast hosts. Oh, she didn't specify the, that that was us. Oh, that's true. Uh, she said, I know you said, send your questions since it's an off week. So expect a few from me. Okay. okay. Well, that explains cool. more than one. Okay. Uh, do you think the team would sell Facundo Torres uh, or will he stay in the 2024 season? I think there's a chance he could be picked up by a bigger club, but I wanted your opinion. How would this affect our lineup if we don't have him next season? Um. Okay. So first question, could they sell him and would they sell him? Absolutely. If the yeah. money is correct, if it's enough money, they will sell him in a heartbeat. They will take that money and then they will go get somebody else that's young and can come in and hopefully do uh, same types of things or different things than he does. Um, how will it affect our lineup? There will be a hole in the lineup unless they get somebody that comes in and is able to step in and do what he does and or something different that Oscar is able to employ in a similar respect or in a way that makes up for it. Um, Facundo Torres is good. He has many contributions on the offense this season. He would be missed. Daryl DK is missed. Uh, Kyle Aaron is missed. There's a lot of guys that have left that are missed. Guess what? MLS is a selling league. You bring these young guys in, you develop them, you sell them on for more money, and then you get the next guy in line. Why do you think we want Luis Muzi and Ricardo Marrera back? <laughs> right. <laughs> because they will go find the next Taurus. They go find guys like Facundo Torres, uh, potentially Martino Hayda becomes a starter and they bring in somebody, uh, somebody else, uh, young and, and talented that can work his way into the lineup. Uh, so that's a possibility, but we do know that, you know, if they end up selling Torres, they're going to make money off the deal. So we do anticipate them turning that money around and, uh, and going, getting the next big, uh, designated player for the team. So I think we're in agreement that if, if Torres isn't here, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Facundo gets to move on. The club gets a bunch of money, and then the club goes and spends that money, invests it back into the lineup. That's that's what I'm expecting. That's what Dave's expecting, and and I think that's what we can expect if uh, if they do in fact sell him. Uh, and I again, what will the lineup look like without him, or how would it affect the lineup? Uh, either you're getting Ojeda to start, or you're getting a new player to start, or both. Yeah. Uh, the here here's. If you want to know why Facundo is still here, uh, watch what he does with his right foot. Yeah. Uh, you're watching it right now, which is nothing. <laughs> if he was able to yeah. do something with his right foot, he would already be gone. This is true. This is true. Every player in this league is flawed in some manner. Uh, I didn't think that Hani Mukhtar was, but he apparently uh, had a, he had a long, uh, you know, kind of drought this year. So, Maybe that's his his kryptonite. Uh, same thing with Denny Buanga, um, Carlos Vela. I think there are some guys that I didn't think had 
real uh, holes in their game. Uh, but there are some guys that are tweeners. I mean, look at uh, it's not just between MLS and, and European soccer leagues so some of the big four leagues. But like one of the things that is crazy is that the USL championship MVP this year was Albert Dequa, who was with Orlando City and could not crack the first team. Uh, yep. There's some guys that are just between. They're just like really good in this league, but not as good in the next league. And I, I think that's kind of maybe where Torres will end up if he doesn't develop that right foot. And, it, you know, he talks about it all the time and we talk about it here on the show and everybody talks about it, but we still don't see it in the game. Although I will point out in the last Orlando he City did. game, he took a shot with his right foot. It was not a good shot, but you're right. He did. Yep. So I was, I was actually it's a, even, it's a start. <laughs> even, I, I'll be honest, even though it was not much of a shot, didn't have much behind it. I still went, ah, that was with the right foot. Good know, for you. I almost fell off my chair in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you for that question. Also, uh, Laura, appreciate it. Uh, I think that might be the last one. Let's take one look here. Yep, that was the last new one. So that takes care of the mailbag box this week, Dave. Excellent mailbag box. Thank you, everybody that submitted questions, no matter how you did it. We really appreciate it. You guys and and people help make this show what it is. Well done, everyone. Well done. All right. Well, uh, if you want to get your questions in, we will be having a show next week. We will probably have a guest. Not going to divulge any info at this point, but we'll probably have a guest. We will also, of course, uh, be doing our our preview for the Columbus Crew match. So we'll be talking uh, about the crew. We'll be giving our score predictions and our key matchups for the game. So we've got a lot to get to next week. Uh, We will be having a show. We might even have, I'm going to put this out there where we might even have multiple guests next week. Ooh. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um. So get your questions in for next week is what I'm getting at. And you can do that again in multiple ways. Email us at the mainland at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at the mainland or on blue sky uh, using the hashtag ask TMLPC. And of course you can go to the mainland.com and uh, click on the mainland podcast page and fill out the form. So in all of those instances, Maine is spelled M A N E the mainland. So uh, thanks to those who did it this week. And those of you who did it this week can still do it next week. And all of you who didn't do it this week could also do it next week. It could. It just means that we'll take longer. Indeed. And now, Dave, we will say the thing that we've been saying for months. And that is that we would love it if you would go to wherever you get your podcast, rate us and review us. And uh, if you happen to give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. And nobody did that this week. We still are sitting on a September 28th, most recent five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts. Although who knows what we're getting on other platforms. It could be, it could be quite good. We, we do know we are a top 50 soccer podcast on good pods. So, uh, so that's a nice thing to have in your cap. I I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're just, we're just a a lowly uh, MLS club specific blog uh, podcast and blog. And one of our shows is in the top 50 soccer related podcasts in all of the good pods app. So thanks for making that happen. But honestly, whatever you do, whether it's a five-star rating or review or a one-star rating or review, however you interact with this podcast in your chosen podcast platform, that helps us get seen and found by more people who, who do searches. So uh, we would appreciate, um, you know, just whatever rating and, and review you could give us. That'd be pretty awesome. It would be and appreciate it, as Michael said. All right, Dave. I I don't think we have anything else to discuss this week. Uh, of course, next week the the tension and the drama will ramp up, and we will we will get those butterflies in our stomach, and we will be simultaneously looking forward to and dreading Saturday. Uh, it's a five thirty kickoff, which is really weird. Yeah, and very upsetting for me because uh, I will be working until six. That's not great. And also, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I have another commitment that begins at noon that hopefully will be done by about three 30 so that I can drive to the stadium in time before the media gate closes. So, um, yeah, it's not an optimal time for me either. 
Oh, well, we'll make do. And it is the, uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving. It is that it's yeah. Um, that doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. Well, people, you know, I'm just saying priorities, people, <laughs> there'll still be sales going on. Yeah. Well, still priorities. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for episode 388. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week. We will be giving our previews. Like I said, we'll be getting ready for that Columbus game. Get your questions in. Uh, you can read our stuff at themainland.com. We, uh, we're still in the middle of our Orlando Pride season in reviews. We, we of course, have one fewer to do after today. Yep. As Michaela Clough was traded, uh, that will be more on that uh, next week because we owe you guys a November episode of Scoperp Soccer. If you're not following Scoperp Soccer, our Pride-specific podcast, uh, you can do that at Twitter at Scoperp Soccer, S K O P U R P Soccer, at Scoperp Soccer. Uh, and uh, you can go and find that on pretty much all the platforms that have podcasts and uh, follow us and uh, subscribe. That'd be great. Yeah, look, uh, it, it doesn't cost you anything. Just go over there, click on the subscribe on the Scoperp, comes to your feed. If you listen to it, great. If um, you can't that week, whatever, no big deal. Yeah. But You'll notice we don't talk about the pride on this podcast anymore. So you got to go over there to get that news. That's right. Uh, you can like the mainland on Facebook. We still have a Facebook presence. Uh, you can uh, go follow Dave on Twitter at mainland Dave. You can follow me at mainland Michael, and you can follow the mainland at the mainland. That's we're still all on Twitter. Uh, Dave also has a blue sky and uh, the mainland has a blue sky. That is correct. And my blue sky is actually at mainlanddave.bsky.social. Yeah. And the mainland is at the mainland dot all those other things you just said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come join us. Yes. All right, guys. That's it for 388. We'll be back next week. Uh, again, probably having some guests. Uh, we will, of course, send out our our advance notice to uh, our founders who uh, are allowed to submit questions for those guests. And uh, the only thing left for us to do, Dave, is what we always do at the end. Uh, on behalf of my co-host, David Rowe, signing off the way we always do by saying, Go City! <laughs>